Hey, it's time for another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Want to support Theatre in the Now? Head on over to patreon.com slash theatre in the now and become a patron of the website today. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. are here to talk about pop punk high how's it going guys hey great why don't you introduce yourselves and tell everyone what you do uh, my name is ben lapidus i uh wrote the music for pop punk high and uh played derek the actor in it the nice character. <laughs> yeah and i'm barrett law i'm directing pop punk high right now i'm also a production designer um and yeah, we've been working on this show since November. We've been we put it up at uh, the Bad Theater Fest fifth annual, um, and now we're up at the Pit Loft. It's awesome. Nice. So before we talk about the show, let's learn a little bit about you both. Cool. Where are you guys from? Um, I'm from Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and uh, yeah, came to NYU, and now living in New York. Nice. Yeah, and I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, went to NYU as well. That's how we know each other. Um, been living here for five years now. And what did you guys study at NYU? I studied recorded music. I was put in the theater program, but I got placed <laughs> into... So, like, the, the way the theater program works in NYU, there's a bunch of studios, and I was put in Playwrights Horizons Theater School, right. shout out, uh, which they teach you how to direct and design and act for the first two years all at once. I stayed there for all four years. It was great. Um, they're awesome. So now I'm kind of like... A multifaceted theater artist, I, I guess what they'd want us to say. Awesome. So how did you two cross paths? I think we met through Andy, who's actually the book writer for mm-hmm. Pop on Kai. Um, I mean, I know Andy because we were, we were on a study abroad in right. Berlin together, and I read one of his shows and was at his door uh, about two hours after reading the show being like, can I direct this? Uh, <laughs> please, please. And ever since, it's been kind of like a marriage of um, convenience, honestly. It's been great. <laughs> And how did the collaboration for Pop Punk High begin? Um, I think me and Andy were kind of bonding over Pop Punk. Uh, we, <laughs> we both love... We, we, we both actually bonded over the Sum 41 album, All Killer, No Filler. And it was just <laughs> oh like a... God. For those of you who aren't informed in the Pop Punk uh, world, that is just like a, you know, classic staple album. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we just started, you know, kind of reminiscing on that kind of music we used to listen to and uh in my case still do and uh you know eventually we were like we gotta write a pop punk musical like this is just how has no one done this before we gotta do it (laughs) well i mean i had joked um i think it was two april fools ago that i was writing um, a jukebox musical called um how you remind me i do anything for a fat lip the canadian rock musical (laughs) and i don't know why no one actually has taken advantage of making that brilliant it would be so awful and so beautiful at the same time hey theater makers out there pick that up yeah i mean i'm gonna do it but it's just i have to get the rights to all three i mean they probably all need money so they'll probably give Mm. it to me (laughs) so tell us about the show um the show is really just a celebration of, of pop punk and all things pop punk and a, and a satire of the genre um it's a comedy it's uh you know ridiculous and uh raunchy it's kind of like a uh pop punk raunchy version of high school musical 
Okay. Um, I mean, the stupid story of it is that in a world where it's perennially 2003, I believe now is uh, is the date that we're going with, uh, this guy named Derek is uh, trying to become the pop-punk king of his pop-punk high school. He's a total loser. He can't get the girl. He can't even skate or play guitar. (laughs) I mean, this kid just sucks. Everyone hates him. He's not a skater boy. He's He's not a skater B-O-I at all. (laughs) Um, And he just, you know, he wants to be cool more than anything in the world. So he... um, Finds the ghost of Avril Lavigne, who, if you don't know, Avril Lavigne is actually dead, and um, she. <laughs> there is this internet conspiracy yes. in which the record label has killed off Avril Lavigne and replaced her with a doppelganger of oh, that they uh, have cosmetically made up to look like her, and mm. none of her fans have noticed. Um, <laughs> that was the inspiration for this ghost slash genie yeah. of Avril Lavigne who and comes to save uh, Derek in the middle of the show. Right. So, nice. so this that plot point was inspired by a real conspiracy theory that so many people believe. I mean, there's BuzzFeed articles on this thing. Like, you look know, comparing... You pa- uh, you know, I didn't at first. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I'm gonna theatrical conceit, so I believe it. Yeah, I got, yeah, let's go for it because like why not? It's fun. Yeah. So the show's written. When did you get involved um, as a director? Um, I guess the when we first started talking about it, it was like last summer when Andy was you guys had first you had written like the first song. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andy and I had also bonded about pop punk music before. I also still listen to Paramore on occasion. I mean, like who doesn't? Uh, and they asked me to uh, start directing it because Andy was going out to grad school and they needed somebody to like watch over it, I suppose, as it um, developed. Um, and that's kind of what we've been doing ever since. Um, the, first, the first development period was in November when we were working on it for the Bad Theater Fest and like all these processes have been super whirlwind and like uh, flied by the seat of your pants and cobbled together. Um, by a bunch of people who, I mean, honestly, if I didn't have my choreographer and I didn't have my stage manager, we wouldn't be able to all be in the room at sure, the same sure. time. Because, like, you know, we like to call it no-budget theater. Um, and a lot of people are donating a lot of time to us, and we're really appreciative of them. For sure. Um, so how did the creative team come about? Uh, it's actually Andy's... Uh, I guess he's the he's really the glue of the whole thing. He knows a lot of people. Um I mean, I brought on a lighting designer, but beyond that, it's kind of been like his... Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of kind of uh, intersecting friend circles, to be honest. It's like, you know, Barrett and Andy and I knew each other, and Steph, the um, assistant director. Um, you know, we're all kind of... We're all friends, and we all do this kind of thing. We all, you know, a lot of us went to school together. Um, it's kind of like an unof- a little unofficial theater company in a lot of ways. Like, we, like, I've been working with these people for, like, years now that I think about mm-hmm. it. Um, and we've just kind of recurrently come back to the same processes and the same group of people to make different shows. Yeah. And um, how did you find the actors? Um, I mean, the actors are, again, our friends this time. For the, I mean, in the expansive version of the show, because we are continuing with it in different spaces after uh, we have our time at the pit, we do plan on actually, you know, auditioning people because we expect to, you know, have a little bit of money to pay people sure, this sure. time. Um, which would be great, but yeah, this time, this time it's been our friends, um, it's been people who can donate the time, then we've right. asked to, like, you know, come on board, yeah. um, who we think would be good for these roles. And, um, we're, and we're lucky enough to have friends who are just so incredibly talented that, I mean, 
you know, if we were to audition these people, we'd probably choose the right. same cast. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's true. And they really, they really, really work and fit into these into these roles. Really, and it really is amazing. I mean, like, just the the way the shows come together with so little rehearsal time. <laughs> I mean, it's and it's really due to the talent of the people involved and just and their willingness to like you know go balls to the wall and yeah. to, you know like just like give us all of their talent and time and um yeah it's really great so my next question was going to be where do you want the show to go next so yeah we can talk about that yeah, yeah we sh- i guess we should so we're finishing up um our run at the pit loft from through april um i believe it's every friday in april except for the 21st and then i'm not sure if this is still secret but I think we're extending into May also. I I mean, like, there are talks about it. We're not, I don't think it's official yet. But any, we'll, in any case, we'll, 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 the potential we'll extension. Yeah, potential, potential extension. extension. We'll finish out our run at the pit loft. And then we're hoping for the end of the summer to um, bring the show more to, like, bars and um, actual music venues mm-hmm. and kind of doing uh, what we envision, like, something in between a pop punk concert. And a theater performance. Yeah. So right now, so right now at the pit, it's really it's a staged, it's a fully staged sure. show. There's blocking. People are walking in and out, and entrances and exits, and lights down and up and stuff like that. But we're really, we're really hoping to revamp it into something of like, I mean, I guess the most like the thing that pops into most like musical theater kids' heads when I say this is like the the style of like Spring Awakening, where mm-hmm. you have people at microphones playing instruments and like, or even. Um, what was the show uh, once where the, all of the actors are playing instruments right, on, right. on the show? Like if that's that's the most like traditional musical theater uh, style I can like equate it to. But yeah, we're gonna do something along the lines like that. And like the idea is to make it about it being live music and a live show, and the excitement of that aspect of the show being what we focus on this yeah. time, um, and immersing audience members and like you know get them out of their seats. It's good. Nice. Mm-hmm. What inspires you both as artists? Are there, is there anyone who sticks out? Mm. I'll just take that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm really bad with names. I'm, I, I, I'm inspired a lot by... Um, I, like, I, I do a lot with immersive work uh, and installation work and immersive theater. And I mean, I take a lot of my artistic inspiration from members of, I don't know, through the Woodshed Collective, mm-hmm. who does a lot of immersive theater work in right. New York City right now. They've got a show going up at Arsene Nova soon, and I've done, I've done a lot of work um, with them. Um, and just, like, I guess, like... That's what's tough, I don't know. If I, if I could work with anybody, I'd work with Robert Wilson, because he's he, he's got that whole all-encompassing aesthetic and, like, director style that's really cool. Go for it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I like what I like, I guess, but I I think I'm most inspired by my friends who are, again, like, just, Aww. you know, I know, it's true. It's a good I mean, answer. It's, a good answer. it's, it's a like, great answer. I wish I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, m- most people I know in New York are really just kind of doing awesome things and um, just, like, taking a step to, like, do this show, for example, was... I mean, no one really knew what they were doing, but you just look at people who kind of, you know, find ways to do what it is they envision, and um, just, you know, realizing that that's possible, and that there's actually not that much at stake, and it's fun, and, you know, a lot comes out of it, um, 
I think I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All of our friends and all of the people working on the show have like this beautiful willingness to say yes, um, and to just take the yeses and keep running with them. I guess it, it, it's funny because they all come from a lot of them come from like an improv background where yeah, the idea definitely. of like yes and is very much present in the work. It's a good yeah. Yeah. And how did you guys get associated with the pit? Um, I think the first thing that ever went up there that was Andy's was Disembodied Hand. Right. Yeah, the Disembodied Hand that fisted everybody to death, which had a very long run and right. development yeah. period at the pit, um, and then moved on to the Reckless Theater right. um, later last year under several different directors and different designers and stuff like that. Um, right. But really, yeah, really we've developed, um, we've, we've gotten, we've had a great relationship with Steve, who's the artistic director over there and managing director at the pit. Um, and he's kind of allowed us to put up a lot of stuff in there. Um, Andy's its work in particular, uh, I think the Disembodied Hand was the first one. Then last, uh, the last fall we had Blatantly Blaine go out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have another one go up soon, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't remember the name, but mm-hmm. it's about saving the ASPCA in a California town. <laughs> nice. Um, but they've been really great to us. They've been really, really great to us, and we are really appreciative of them and the time that they've allotted us to develop the work there. It's great. So you've worked together before. What makes your collaboration work? What makes you coming back to it? I think it's like a combination of um, like inspired, excited writing and also uh, like good people who want to just make the, do the best they can. Um, I mean, I think it's really just pretty much as simple as that, you know, uh, I mean, I think Andy's really prolific as a writer in general. He can do so many, he does so many different things with so many different styles. But um, honestly, what keeps me coming back is that the friends are great and the work is good. Um, and you really can't ask for more than that when you're making when you're making art. Yeah. Have you invited Avril Lavigne to the show? Oh, uh, we did. We what, did. Whatever oh, yeah. person she, that is. We've tweeted at her. I've tweeted at her several times. I don't know about you, yes, but. Uh... It, <laughs> Unfortunately, she is dead. So she, um, right, right, yeah, the right. real Aver, the real Avril Lavigne is dead. So she can really but her have doppelganger a might um, maybe her doppelganger maybe the record label will sign the doppelganger and hopefully um, I like to think that Avril is with us in spirit every sure, time sure. we perform mm-hmm. the show. I mean, she's with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! I had to. Sorry, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> Snaps on that. Um, why is making art important now? Donald Trump. Oh my God! No, I mean that is the most cliche answer, but it's true. It is true. The arts are, uh, God, the arts are under attack in America. Um, I mean, in particular, making the work we make, I think it's really important because you need to laugh every once in a while. And Absolutely. That's really what and this that's really what this show is about is like having a really awesome time and getting to laugh about stupid things and making fun of the kid that you once were because everybody was once Derek. Yep. Everybody had their Derek phase in middle middle and high school. It just happened. Um, Do you guys have embarrassing high school stories? Oh yeah. Too many. Oh yeah. Any you want to share? Yeah, I mean. I'll give it just a quick backdrop because, you know, I did, what I did mention was that me and Andy also came up with this idea, partly inspired by my, <laughs> my shenanigans in high school. Um, but so I was actually in a, in a pop punk band in high school called Best Intentions. Okay. And um, we, we played a talent show where um, we played this song called This Song is About a Girl I Hate, which was actually, you know, was, I was in high school when I wrote it about a girl that you know had you know quote unquote cheated on me but it was high school it was something it was right, unreal right. um remember back in high school when your biggest problem was non-requote love 
God, I miss that time. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it. I, I really time. miss yeah. that time. <laughs> I think that's, that's yeah. honestly the best part about this show. So, yeah, we sang, uh, we, we, we played that song in front of the school, and then you know, we obviously got, get, you got kicked out. I got kicked out of the talent show for the rest of my time in high school. And um, then I got later, was playing in a band with the boyfriend of this girl, and some guy, you know, said it in the crowd, hey, play that song with a girl you hate. And um, this really, obviously, didn't make this guy happy. So he um, ended up punching me in the face, and I had to get stitches. Um, <laughs> wow. I didn't punch back, though, because... Cause I'm a lover, not a not a fighter. <laughs> a sucker punch is all he had. That's all I had. I still have a scar. Damn. So that that's probably my best. Nice. Story. That's a good story. What about you? Do you have any? Uh, I'll give you. A, yeah. I'll, sure. I'll give you a pop punk related one too. Uh, the first concert I ever went to, I was 14 years old, and I went to see Paramore, uh, their Riot tour. Um, at Hershey Park, Pennsylvania's uh, <laughs> Hershey Pavilion. Um, it, I'm very proud of that moment in my life. I still have pictures uh, on my Facebook of the shirt I got. The shirt I got is featured in our show. Uh, the, sh- the band tour shirt I got is uh, Skeet. The character Skeet wears it in our show. So um, it's pretty embarrassing, I would say, is that would be. Would you say Paramore is your number one pop punk band? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, either that or Panic at the Disco, Blink-182, because, like, they're the originals, but... Right. Sum 41 is also... The first concert I ever went to was a double billing of Blink-182 and No Doubt. Oh, Oh, man. What I would pay to go to that. Oh, man. so good. It's amazing. We're waiting for the reunion tour, guys. We are waiting. For which one? No Doubt. And with that together, at the same time, please go together. Go on Warp Tour. (laughs) That would be good. What about you? What's your number one? Number one uh, concert? uh, Pop Punk. Pop Punk band? It's gotta be Blink-182. I mean, they were just... They were the the kings of it. I mean, they were so great. They were great. So now I'm gonna ask... Like, going back to my idea for the musical I want to write. Pick one. Nickelback, Simple Plan, or Sum 41. Uh, Sum 41. Simple plan. Ooh, battle here. Why? What, what What makes one better than the other? Well, Simple Plan had some good songs. They but had... I think I think, I think Sum 41 had uh, staying power. They had the full albums. I mean, they had just <laughs> whole true. albums of just song after song, just great hooks and great, great pop-punk music. And where are they now? What happened? They're old and sad, like all pop up. <laughs> They're now. like nearing forty. That's what's ha- that's yeah. where they are now. I think, well, Derek Wibley was actually married to Avril Lavigne right. for a long time. A long time, um, yeah. And then didn't she date? Um, she dated a Nickelback guy too. Yeah, she. Char- aren't Kroger. they married? Aren't he and yeah, Char- Char- Kroger married now? Yeah, yeah, great. Which is, yeah. which is why I wanted to write this show because it'd be just perfect. Oh yeah, like the love triangle yeah. between the three. Exactly. Oh, that's it needs to happen. Making sense, yeah. Um, what's your favorite New York City concert venue? I have to think about That's that a good for a question. Yeah. Or where would you want to put the show? What concert Oof. venues in New York? Um, <clears throat> I can, I think of a couple like the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn's really great. Um, I think the Bowery too in mm-hmm. Manhattan would be really cool. Yeah. Um, maybe like the basement of what's it called? Um, oh, I'm forgetting it. And maybe Mercury Lounge is also a great venue. Yeah. There's tons of. There's, yeah, I mean, like, options. I, yeah, there's plenty of options. There's, I mean, Brooklyn has great venues, Manhattan has great venues mm-hmm. now. Um, Not Queens, though. 
I just don't I, know. I, this is, really I just don't know anything. This show sounds like a suit punk for queens. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this apartment <laughs> might work. It's pretty spacious. Right? We'll yeah. make, we can make that happen. Yeah, let's yeah. have a basement party. That'll yeah, be for that sure. Pop punk's the headliner. Nice. Um. <laughs> um, do you have a future project that you want to work on together? Do you right? Uh, or is there anything in the works that you want to talk about? I mean, not currently, but I'm sure, like, give us a give us a month and we'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're going to do more together. I just don't know what yet. Yeah. yeah. There's I think not... we've been pretty focused on pop punk and the way the show's we, developing. We really, we sure. really have been. That's the thing is, like, we've, any spare time that I have, yeah. I've, been, I've spent on this show right now. So that's, that's really where we're at. Awesome. So we're going to move into something that I call the pop five rapid fire. So I'm just going to give you five pop culture type things. Okay. And you're going to give me, like, the first word, phrase, whatever comes to mind. Okay. And then you can explain it if you'd like. Sure. So the first one is March Madness. Oh, man, I have zero to say about that. I don't follow don't follow sports. It's not because I don't like sports. It's just because I don't... I just don't... You don't like sports. I don't like sports. <laughs> <laughs> Foosball. Because right. um, that is what all of my friends would play in middle school when March Madness would play in the background. Nice. That's it. <laughs> Number two, Rick and Morty. Great. New episode. Oh, so good. <laughs> Not a fan? Oh, I love it. Oh, okay. That's burp. That's what he does, when, what he does. when he loves something. He loves nice. He burps all the time. <laughs> sound very makes him. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, Hot Topic. Fan. Oh, huge fan. Are we supposed to say something like uh, an associative thing? Whatever you want. What comes to mind? Fan works. Mm. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I I remember in ninth grade when I bought my first tight striped purple hoodie and came into school and people thought, hey, you look different now. (laughs) It's my memory. Earring combo packs. Is the um, costume design inspired by Hot Topic at all? Oh yeah. Oh, some, some, definitely some of them. I mean, we, uh, we kind of these characters are definitely they have yeah. they draw some inspiration from real pop punk stars. So For some, sure. so definitely, I would say, especially since I bet a lot of pop punk stars have dressed out of Hot Topic before. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, my goal is to be sponsored by Hot Topic. Oh my god! If Did you tweet do, them out yet? I got it. That's you a great to. idea. Yeah, you should get a Twitter too. <laughs> you should get a Twitter. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, the next one is Melania Trump. Complicit. Like skeleton? Like has nothing inside. Like empty. Like nothing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it's very possible. I mean, I, I, and our fifth one is Avril Lavigne. I do. Complicated. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let that answer speak for both of us. That's. I think that's what it is. Just complicated. It's, it's true. So we do something on the podcast where I have my previous guest ask a question to my next guest. So oh, this cool. is a question from Rafa Reyes. What is it that you like most about Mexican culture and why? I was just listening to this podcast in the subway. Um. Hmm. I think the way, like, uh, like <laughs> how family-oriented they are. All right. Um, yeah. Um, I wish I had a quinceanera. 
that is my like that is my like screw homecoming screw prom i want a quinceanera because those dresses are fabulous that's What's stopping you now from your next birthday? I'm not 15. So? I, I mean, like, there it could be a quinceanera-themed party. Yeah, it works. You're do right. it. You're right. I think, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's what's yeah. the thing. When, when's your, when's October 23rd. October 23rd. All right. Let's go. You got time to find a venue mm-hmm. and get a band and everything. And get the dress. True. Let's go. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. So now it's your turn to ask my next guest a question. So what do you want that question to be? Hmm. What do you think, Barrett? Uh, perhaps. Uh, which pop punk band did you listen to most in high school? Is a good one, but like it's maybe we could broaden it. Like, what, um, what music did you love when you were a kid that you were a little ashamed to admit now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do yeah, that one. That's, that's a good one. Nice. So where can we find you on social media? Where can we find the show? Um, uh, we're on Facebook. Yeah. You can search Pop Punk High. Uh, that's the first thing that'll pop up on Facebook. Yeah, we're Facebook on, and Instagram. Instagram, and at Pop Punk High. Slash Pop Punk High. Yeah. You'll um, be able to find it. It's super straightforward, simple, our name. we It's great. We seized it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. Well, if you've made it this far into the podcast, use hashtags Hot Topic and hashtag Complicated. Pop Punk High is at the Pit Loft, and you can find out more at www.thepit-nyc.com. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, Thank Michael. Thank you. Thanks again to Ben and Barrett for coming on the show. Don't forget to visit our Patreon page for information on becoming a patron. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.